This is Alan with Tunar in Baltimore. A gooner and a toffee walk into a bar. Decided to do a shit football podcast. Don't You're fucking listen, to bro. The DU football show. <laughs> Don't fucking listen, man. Hey, if, if we were a shit football podcast, why the fuck did he invite us to his bar yeah, for exactly. his game? You know? No shit. I, I, it's all fun in games now because they, actually, they won. They yeah. won. <laughs> Imagine if they had lost. I don't think we would have gotten out there. Alive. I would have loved it. We, we, yeah, we would have been dead. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, leaving his vape in his child's bed, trying to raise her to be a Wigan supporter, my co-host, Mr. Sammy <laughs> Sammy, how you doing, brother? Doing very well, thank you. <laughs> we are, as you know, our families of Irish descent and, um, you know, very familiar with the Black Lung. Yeah, you know. Much like that. Wigan support young Wigan supporters about to find out clearly and of course on the ones and twos we have producer Mel who has yet to unmute herself to say hello I was just going for some good audio oh, okay well you know hey how about that produce me something good job trying to produce your good audio since my voice is uh, I don't know my voice is not much here your mind's being really weird today too well, you know. occasionally it's today like I'll just say something and it sounds like I'm about to cry oh well it's, it's weird huh what we're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can find us wherever you get your pods. And, of course, streaming live every single Monday night. Should you want to chat with us, there are as many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. As always, it is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Or, as I always say, you can just drive your happy ass over here as the case of our guest tonight and we got to make sure we unmute him, too, as we're doing all this. See, look at that. Two things at one time. It's like she can pat her belly and rub her head or rub her belly and pat her head. However it is she needs to do, she can do it. Mr. Geckel, how are you doing, sir? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me over. Um, it was nice to see you guys at the Abbey this this Saturday. It was nice yeah. to see you at the Abbey. We actually had a job to do. You just were up early for fuck all reason. And only oh, you have two very large dogs, don't you? I don't this week. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how that works out. It's like, no responsibility, wife's away, dogs are away. He's like, uh. oh, Does she take the dogs with her? They're at her parents' house. Hell yeah. yeah. Fuck they yeah. I would, if I were you, I wouldn't even go home tonight. I'd be right at the casino. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Fucking, yeah. He's not even trusted to watch the dogs. The, well. I'm getting a break. I am trusted to watch the dogs. <laughs> hey, just, I was just still amazed by the whole point that after the game was over he was like let's go to fells let's drink yeah. like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning let's fucking party man it's, uh, it's time to, i got two guinness down me it's time to go let's go that's a that's a very me thing to do oh yeah definitely yeah, i'm I surprised didn't... you didn't go running off with him i the third kid actually made me responsible uh, so i guess that's not you anymore i mean it still is i just did it at home <laughs> 
where I could hold one of them for her. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passion and love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh, somebody fucked up and grabbed the wrong number 16, so the right number 16 is in the mail. Yes. So we're going to jump ahead to number 15, Mr. Graham. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, number 15 is the Old Elk Port Cask Finish. Um, this one is a barrel strength 108.1. Uh, proof should run you around 100 bucks and the panel rated it a 94 somehow looking ahead uh-huh it finished at number 15 with a 94 rating but number 14 is only rated a 93 hmm interesting somebody's interesting. the cash okay no they didn't because my incentives have dried up i'll tell you that <laughs> well maybe that's why because that company decided to put no, all that's the money true yeah getting that little uh, extra spot they went you know what mr graham you don't get the cash for a 3 yeah. stack we're gonna go ahead and make sure we go <laughs> from number 15 to number 14 exactly so uh all right so we've got old elk like i said uh and julia higgins is the member of the tasting panel for whiskey advocate that brings you your blurb this week and she writes a high malt bourbon that's part of Colorado whiskey maker Old Elk's cask finish series. This dram kicks off with sugared grapefruit. I get that. Fruit roll-ups, not so sure. Cherry cola, yes. And vanilla bean creme brulee. The palate is redolent with spice and fruit, practically oozing with red berry compote. Yep. Cinnamon, cocoa powder, and a bit of nuttiness. I do, on the finish, get a lot of that kind of almond... Um, kind of finish to it it's, that's delicious uh add water and those chocolate and cinnamon notes become even more vibrant on the finish there's candied sweetness and more spice both also expanding delightfully with a dash of water um my first i, I know i've had a few sips of old elk but i really haven't like drank old elk right. yet um this is bloody fucking delightful it's, i like it a lot the one war, of our the ice has really opened it up a lot yeah, big it time. is really fucking good really fucking good <clears throat> what i was gonna say is one of our um close friends one of the stores i call on yeah uh, all of you liquors justin isn't a huge fan of the old elk stuff because mm -hmm. uh, when i asked him about it he was surprised that they got on the the shelf and this was one that he did not carry yeah. Um, and I couldn't, I only found one skew of Old Elk in his store at all. Uh, yeah. And I th I think this is actually quite approachable. Does not drink like it's 108 proof. No. Um, it's, it's excellent. But I also am a huge fan of port and sherry cask things. And this being a port cask finish, get, I, that, that chocolate, that baking spice. Mm-hmm is very prevalent and then finishing with that nuttiness i mean one of the the best things you can have is a, a glass of porter sherry and a bowl of almonds uh with your oh, cigar absolutely. after dinner it's just phenomenal and um and this this tickles my fancy in in every way possible blue blue cheese and port for me oh uh, blue uh, cheese and port is very and good that's the only way i can eat blue cheese <clears throat> right I, I know, you're not ben, a fan. Yeah. ben showed me that at mount right. airy yeah the so i've seen a lot of old elk on the shelf uh, we actually had to get I had to get one of my stores to order the port because I could not find the port anywhere. Like I went to the five stores that I knew carried multiple SKUs yeah. of Old Elk. None of them had the port finish. Now, consider this a copyrighted idea. Mm -hmm. Elk on the Shelf is a huge holiday campaign that this company missed. Mm -hmm. That for forty thousand dollars, I will sell you the rights to that yeah. idea. Yeah, the DU, Old the Elk, DU football if you're, show. If, we'll you're you. yeah, if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening, merchandising, <laughs> space balls, freelance, space balls, the flamethrower, yeah, be a fr freelance uh, uh, 
marketing consultant. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the the one issue I've had with Old Elk and why I haven't gone and bought it off the shelf yet is the same kind of issue I have with Barrel. Like, Very expensive. Well, and all the bottles look the same, uh-huh. and they at least say what the finishes are. <clears throat> but it seems like a lot of skews, like a lot of fucking skews. Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, kind of do what you do, do it well, right? And with this, I, I'll, I will say I will definitely try more Old Elk, and I think where you were talking about Portwood, I've had a few bourbons with Portwood before. It hasn't worked because the port is just a little too sweet with the already with the overall sweet sweetness of, of the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going high malt, which means malted barley, is massive. And lends yourself to time. more of that kind of Scottish whiskey, which is all malted barley, yeah. and that plays very well. It, just, it, cu- it cuts down the sweetness of the corn in the in the <clears throat> initial liquid. Yeah, it's it's bloody delightful. This is yeah, it, this is. I'm actually quite impressed. After some of the reviews I had heard of standard old, old elk, uh, of the standard old elk line in general, um, I'm a I'm actually quite pleasantly surprised by this. Uh, this is one I would say if you see it on the shelf, just go ahead and buy it, guys. Like, yeah, it's 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 worth the price of admission. Yeah, it really is. So, Gek, what do you think about this one? I thought it almost tasted like a rye. It had like I really got that spiciness <clears throat> that reminded me of of a rye, and like you said, the cube really opened it up, and it doesn't drink like. What 108 proof? Yeah, 108. Yeah, no, yeah. it absolutely does. I wouldn't put it a drop of a percent over 90. Yeah, I mean it was it was good neat. It was very good neat, and yeah. I was already impressed with it when it was neat. But on ice, it, it it's... seems it seemed pretty one dimensional though. Neat. Yeah, where that that water, that little bit of water, uh, just opened it up yeah. tremendously. I mean the the amount of spice I get off of it now is is tenfold compared to what it was neat i could get in trouble with this bottle yeah with with a couple of just a, a tray of big ice cubes sitting in the freezer and this bottle yeah, yeah it could be done in a night <laughs> that could definitely happen in a night yeah all right what else should we always do uh which is not what i just <laughs> said i would do with this bottle always remember to drink responsibly of everybody. course kids nope. that's there cute y'all hit fingers Wow. I was trying to get close to the mic while I was cheering. Joe cross streams when you pee, too? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Sword fight. water. water. I want to be Han Solo this time. (laughs) We open with one of the biggest rivalries in English football that's been been on an eight-year hiatus. The time where Derby. Yes. Newcastle 3, Sunderland nil. Um, first and foremost, thank you very much to the Abbey in Mount Washington for letting us come in, set all up all our stuff. And of course, the Toon Army of Baltimore, the uh, Mob, Mob Town, Town Magpies. Magpies. Thank you very much the for Mob having Town us. The Mob Town Pika Pikas. <laughs> That's right. Pika Pika. Uh, Alan, thank you for setting everything up. It was a pleasure to come out. Uh, great to meet everybody. Great to be there for a W because, uh, quite frankly, that room was tense, oh, yeah. very yeah. tense until there I was mean, a goal. Honestly, it was so tense that for the first segment, no one even knew that we were there. They were just and like, you, you know what I, I what I will do is the, I want to, you know, you didn't want to bring this part to the main show. We talked about that in the pre-production meeting. I am going to mm-hmm. bring it to the main show. 
because the amount of skill and discipline it took to ignore two charming motherfuckers like us <laughs> needs to be acknowledged, needs to be acknowledged and uh, not necessarily celebrated. But you know what? Well done and mad respect. Yeah, well, but uh, I, I did love everybody, not just, you know, everybody, of course, is, it was dressed up in their their kits and everything. And but like one family came in, uh, the mom had on uh the flag around her shoulders and then like the popal hat yeah. as well Papple. and papal had yeah. it. i'm a fucking atheist you're the one you're I'm the trying to help you out here so god it's looks not, favorably on your soul no you're not helping me at all i don't care <laughs> i guess i'm listen in case one of them stents fail i need you to be okay with the lord because i'm not chasing you down to hell i'll tell you that no no it's, he, it's i'm going to the river of whiskey no it's it, it's like the uh movie uh eric the viking when yeah. the when the yeah, priest yeah. is in Valhalla and everybody's like talking about everything. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see anything here. What are you talking about? That would be me. Um, but also, of course, uh, one gentleman, this was fucking fantastic, uh, brought in a, um, an, a, uh, a lady, of the, a lady of the plastic, uh, a, a, a tool of, of your, um, <laughs> the, the police actually have a, a song a blow up about, doll? yes, <laughs> the, the uh the the police have an old song about about a blow up doll that's fucking fantastic nice and um brought it in and had it with a dawned in a sunderland kit and uh her name was uh magnus never prem <laughs> it was <laughs> that's pretty good swear to god that's not the name he told me first <laughs> you know that's not the name i reported in the chats and i was like never cream all right that makes sense yeah, everybody drank a lot of alcohol oh, that yeah. morning a newcastle fan had to buy a sunderland shirt yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, sure, Billy, you're watching in the chats. How did you get the Sunderland shirt? I mean, everybody has to like buy toilet roll from time to time, right? Light to shoot it with the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's got to buy toilet roll from time to time, right? Right, precisely. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but you, you know, it's funny. What I love about the cup, right? Mm -hmm. What I what I really love is the FA Cup brings out all these very weird eBay twenty bucks. Very. So it was a it was a knockoff at that. Somebody already <laughs> bought it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. You know what he did? What he? I'm sure it was a Chinese knockoff that he had to. He planned this from like November. Then. <laughs> so, yep. I'm gonna. This is gonna come in handy one day. One day. I'm hoping Six it. Years ago. Yeah. You're making assumptions that I'm not willing to make because I just assumed he just had it. Mm -hmm. Oh, he says no. It was new and it's real. Uh, here we go. There we so, go. but like. Maidstone, which we'll come on to. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, there was a pitch invasion at the end of their game. Mm -hmm. Just save dude it. dressed as a banana. Uh, I was gonna say save it till we talk well, about it. Well, I'm just it. saying, like <laughs> the cup brings out all these weird ass fucking like. Yeah, why? What's the point? Why? Yeah, it's just great. I love it. Like I would never in a million years. You know what? Blow up doll rivals jersey on it. Never think of that. Hey, was it with uh, Borum Wood a few years ago? Everybody sitting out on the back porches, uh, oh, drinking, yeah. a, drinking a glass of rose. Oh, that was um, Chorley, wasn't it? No, no, no. This Marine. was Borum Wood because uh, um, it was. It was when Spurs went up to play him. No, that was Borumwood that they played. Chorley uh, played uh, Derby County, and then they played uh, Wolves. Wolves, and lost you're right, Wolves. you're right, you're right. So right. it was Borumwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But just somebody sitting there on their, their back patio, drinking a glass of rosé, cut out of your good glop. Why? Don't know. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I fucking love it. Glop. It's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Sutton United backup goalkeeper eating a pie at halftime. Well, that was he got banned. <clears throat> for yeah, that. we remember. Yeah, yep. remember that's that was 
nefarious that one sky bet's gotta get theirs <laughs> now here's the thing let's let's focus a little bit more on the match um it was not just tense in the bar it was tense on the pitch there was no doubt about it people don't understand that this is right up there this is one of the five oh, yeah. biggest fucking derbies in in the uk period. in the uk period these teams these cities fucking hate each other they really do and Sunderland because they're in the championship and need to have people there there was 6,000 Newcastle supporters there for that match I mean it was fucking insanity but you could tell on the field it was it was cagey very cagey uh, and, and Newcastle came to play the pressure they had all the pressure on Sunderland from the get go and it was a long staff had two chances like right you know within wow. the first five six minutes or whatever it was and again you could tell in the room everybody's just like fuck we're not gonna score it would have, it would have been off. nice it would have been nice for Longstaff to get it being a local lad as well mm -hmm. um, for Newcastle coming through their academy and all that kind of stuff that would have been a very cool moment right. um to to be able to see that but I never got the sense that Sunderland were ever in the game, really. Part of that was because I didn't know who had the fucking ball because somebody sanctioned both teams able to wear their stripes. Yeah. And that didn't come through on the TV very well. Nope. So for the first 15 minutes, I'm like, well, somebody <laughs> just... A bunch of stripes. One of them's got it. Yeah. <laughs> the ball. yeah. I was like, I don't really know what's happening here. Yeah, the... Now, <laughs> it, it, funny enough, in of course, Newcastle will take the goal however it happens. Ends up being an own goal right near the end of the first half talk about a bad day at the office Ooh, yeah this this guy uh i can't remember his name now off off the top of my head for whatever reason dan ballard that's right because yep. i heard the joke today it was the <laughs> it was the ballard of the mackie mackies or whatever they mm. call them themselves up there <laughs> uh uh that was a dig yes that was a dig. um but they uh yeah no bad day at the office for dan ballard he uh ends up having the own goal obviously before that got let off the hook, got lucky mm -hmm. um, with a drag down of Isaac, uh, which should have been a penalty, in oh my, my opinion. Oh, my God. Well, of course, um, no VAR because it was in a championship stadium. Exactly. It wouldn't have just not been a penalty. It probably would have been a sending off because he flat out grabbed him and pulled him yeah, to the ground. Yeah, and I didn't really see a motion made towards the ball at all. So yeah. double was, jeopardy wouldn't have come into play because he was, didn't attempt to make a play on the ball. Was absolutely last defender. 100%. So, so the... So that happens. He gets let off the hook. Fine, whatever. Um, I will not stop saying it. I know it's annoying, but I'm not going to stop saying it. Uh, there should be no VAR in the tournament or the League Cup, period. End of fucking story. Uh, un until at least the final because or semifinals because they're all at Wembley now. Right. Um, which is also bullshit. The semifinals should be either a two-legged affair or at a neutral ground. Yeah. The, f the Wembley showpiece should be the final. Right. That should be the final. Right. That should be the big deal. That's, right. Getting there is the point. Mm -hmm. That's Any how all the playoffs work. Right. Is you play to get to the final, that is at fucking Wembley. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the showpiece. Anyway, um, the <laughs> reason I say that is because, uh, for instance, in Everton and Crystal Palace... VAR was used, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, well, for now, my opinion. My opinion may change in the next five minutes. Well, just because you want to fuck with me. Was, was used ineffectively, uh, to say the least. Uh, and then in this game, didn't have it to be used effectively in the first place. So we had two games happening at the same time. 
that were not at the same time. Everton was on Thursday. Uh, but my point is, is they played the same competition under a different set of fucking rules and a different set of fucking circumstances. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That completely undermines the integrity of the competition, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I will not stop saying that until it fucking changes because it's absolute bollocks, in my opinion. The FA should either fucking pay for every stadium in the country to have VAR capabilities or... Don't we have don't the, fucking use it. Don't have VAR for the right. for, for the cup competition. For the cup competition, period. If you have lower league teams involved in any capacity at that, no VAR. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. It's fucked, in my and opinion. And you brought up a good point while we were there at the bar that it almost felt like because it was a Premier League ref refing that match. He didn't know what to do with his hands. That he just, <laughs> yeah, he just sat there and waited because... He's used to. I don't have to. Yeah. It's like that picture with <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <Yeah. laughs> but with that in mind, he it was almost like he was waiting for the eye in the sky to make the call for him. Well, no, you got to still be a fucking official. You, have to, be, you have to be the ref now yeah, again. You, you are the fucking ref. It That's can't your be job. reofficiated. <clears throat> yeah, it's fucking call, stupid. Call the game, and if you have the because this is also a greater issue with the prem as a whole right now is call the fucking game and if you made an egregious mistake then the camera is there to tell you hey i think you got that one wrong or just but be still a, make the call or make just the fucking call yeah or just be as confident as the guy at uh cardiff city and sheffield wednesday <laughs> there was no hesitation <laughs> the, both times the attacking player that got fouled that went down mm-hmm. he didn't even hit the deck yet referees already whistled <laughs> yeah. his point at the spot <laughs> So, uh, obviously, Newcastle get the goal. They go up one nothing. Um, you could already tell a little bit of relief. Oh, from, you could feel the tension in the room kind of dissipate but, a bit. But even but even Newcastle on the pitch seemed mm-hmm. because they came right out to start the second half. And, again, another Sunderland mistake. Midfielder loses the ball inside the 18. Boom. What do you know? Five minutes in, 2 nothing. Yeah. It, it didn't take long, mm-hmm. um, obviously, for that second goal to go in. And you almost got the feeling it was one of those that was like Sunderland had a couple of chances. Debravka was forced into one or two saves. I think mm-hmm. uh, they clipped the bar at one point in the game. The, but the chances were so spread out because Newcastle had dominated the ball for the most part. Sunderland did make it a little difficult to play through the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but they really never made it, you know, past 10 yards into the Newcastle half. Right. Right. So there it wasn't really threatening when they did get the ball for the most part. It was it was disappointing to be honest. You've got your rival who you've been played in eight years, and you're at home, and they didn't have much of a sniff. Barely right, had the ball. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they they forced the Braff into one or two pretty decent saves. Yeah, but they didn't sh- give a good account of themselves. I mean, this isn't the Sunderland we've seen in the championship all season. Right, and you would know been, better than I. You watch the championship a lot more closely. But... They're in and around the playoff discussion. They were in and around right. the playoff discussion last year. So it's like. You thought they would and have shown sure Newcastle, something. New, sure, Newcastle spent some money, but they're injured. They're dead tired. And um, they they really haven't spent as much money as the Piff Posse would have been able to spend under previous financial uh, regulations. Mm-hmm. So they were facing, a, a in, in terms of super club standards, a relatively mediocre side. You right. know, you look at what City did over what they're in trouble for now. Yeah. But you look at what they did over the first two, three years of that money coming in versus what Newcastle's been able to do over the last 18 months. Mm-hmm. And it's two totally different sets of circumstances. I mean, absolutely. Dan Byrne is still getting games. Don't forget. <laughs> you know, so, 
Like that wouldn't be the case. Uh, so infamous short Billy, by the way, he's your biggest fan right now. He thinks you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> Thank you. Is that sarcastic? Uh, no, no. Oh, he said Graham's a goddamn genius. He's going to be a general someday. I said his ego needs no help. He's happy to hear a pundit with common sense. <laughs> uh, he pointed out that they tried to play out of the back like a league match. They played more not to lose versus try to win and might get a bit low risk. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, Agreed. absolutely they did. And But you could tell Newcastle had the, their... their you know kind of winding their sails a bit yeah. and and they were up for it they were ready to go also i'm sure helped by the fact that the sunderland ownership um transformed the black cat suite into a newcastle only supporters area yeah. at 600 pounds ahead yeah just idiotic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean it's, it's such like little brother stuff but it's mm -hmm. it all of it plays into the the psyche and the emotion of what, what's surrounding the club and what's happening and it, it's just utterly you know kind of ridiculous mm -hmm. you know you're sunderland are they're obviously in, in bad straits the last few seasons but they are a proud institution mm -hmm. i mean but what makes these two clubs such bitter rivals is the similarities between them mm -hmm. neglected in the north as a whole right um one club towns yeah, yeah. they're only situated with 15 minutes apart 18 minutes apart something right. like that by car um both working class towns <clears throat> So a lot of what defines them is is the essence of football in general, right? right? At its you know, core. at its core. And it's that's what makes it such a special rivalry. And for Sunderland to now it could be um Elaine's uh distant cousin just not understanding since he's French. Right. Just not understanding what's going on here. Uh Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. He's a Louis Dreyfus guy. He he likes uh, he likes to make Seinfeld references. That's a show grand. I haven't watched. I've watched episodes, but it's not like The Simpsons. If you did a Simpsons reference, I'd. I'd well, Julia Louis Dreyfus wasn't on that show, Gecko. I know. She was on Seinfeld. I know. Do your that. fucking research, mate. <laughs> Do your. That. Listen. Mean, don't listen to the, the animated media. <laughs> you know, do your own research, bro. Okay. Right near the end, uh, they get the uh, they get the penalty. Isaac ends up getting the brace. Uh, huge sense of relief for everybody i even uh said to alan at that point i go can you fucking smile now you're yeah, gonna win I, the match <laughs> and he, just started, he goes yeah 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 we yeah. are gonna win the match. angrily he said <laughs> yes i can't smile <laughs> ah, look um, um yeah, what a, what a fucking monkey off the back for newcastle because absolutely. here's the thing that we um we we talked about how big of a rivalry this is the last time they played they drew one one before that they lost six in a fucking row to Sunderland. yeah, yeah, yeah. like well, the, so the only time, and I said this to you while we were at the bar, yeah. and it's because I don't particularly care for him in general, and mm -hmm. I'm sure you'll get on my side with this. The only time I've ever actually been happy, because it, it's not a, I, I like watching it. I like, I'm completely neutral. Don't yeah, really give a exactly. shit. The only time I've ever been happy to see Newcastle lose was when Big Sam was in charge. I think Big Sam was in charge. Mm -hmm. And it was like three managers in a row. Their first or second game was a time we were Derby. Mm -hmm. And just to see his big fat face fucking sad on the sidelines, angry at the end. Of the, <laughs> I fucking loved it. 
that that's the only time I like actually properly got behind Sunderland is just because I just didn't care for Big Sam. Right, because you just hated Big Sam that yeah. much. Yeah, yeah it's but feelings mutual about that Big Sam, not me, Big Sam. Yeah. I like me. You like me. We all like me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of one Big Sam and not so big a fan of the other. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, we'll wait till the closing statements and we'll so, find out. So, Mister <laughs> Mister Graham, you you used to live in Baltimore. Yeah, guts got to tell you right now. I got this new pack from Stringer. It's this maiden stone shit, and I put it right there, oh, baby, yeah. right fucking there. Oh yeah, the stone, one nothing, at the Gallagher Stadium over Stevenage, baby. How about that shit? It's fucking. It, I mean, it cost me a lot of money, but it was awesome. Fucking it cost bananas, me a shit ton of money, but it was great. already on the pitch. People sitting in the trees. <laughs> fucking, it had everything. Right. Oh, I mean, it, right there. it's every. It's everything that you want. It was one of those. Uh, Anyone that listens overseas might not be terribly familiar with these particular commercials, but anyone here, especially those two that live in the Midwest, uh, will be very familiar with those commercials of the um, pop-up uh, sheds that mm -hmm. you can build out of aluminum and, yep. and Q-tips or whatever, <laughs> and hot glue, uh, whatever they build. That's what the changing room setup looked like. Oh, uh, yeah. And Definitely. then it had like a, a burnt wood sign that they got made down the DIY shop. Mm -hmm. uh, that said, like, uh, the maid's corner or something like that, yes. which is, like, for, you know, their suite section or whatever where the bar was. It's Fucking brilliant. players made it because it's probably a woodworker of some kind. Yeah, well, yeah. you're 100% right. They probably, and then donated it to the club for, can I get an extra 50p on my wages this week, sir? The sixth <laughs> tier of English football, non-professional, yeah. taking on a League One side. So this would be, like, a League Two side beating a Premier League side. Big fucking deal. Big deal. 60, you know what else I got behind here? And you know I'm a fan of it. 69 places separated them in the football league. <laughs> it was meant to be. In the pyramid structure. Draw a heart around it, bitches. <laughs> Draw a heart. Um, <laughs> it ended up being Captain Sam Korn who uh, buried the penalty at the I mean, end of the first it's half. Every, it's everything you want. Oh, well, also because oh, earlier. Shit, who's going to do it? Deb? We're playing fucking Stevenage. Who's going to do it? Yeah, Captain. I'm I the captain. I got it. Got fucking look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Bloody. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Fucking rag shoved <laughs> up his nose because he's got a bloody nose. Fucking. And they also don't have a proper physio department. Literally. Just some bloke from an ambulance. They paid 50 quid to come. <laughs> like 15, like, like 15 minutes prior, there was absolutely, again, if there was VAR in that stadium, there was absolutely a Stevenage player who just turned his back to the corner kick, looked at the guy in front of him, wrapped his arms around him, and hugged him to the ground. Yeah. And then no call. And then finally, like, there's already, there's a foul. The ref allows them to play on. And then there's another foul, which ends up being what gets called for the and penalty. And a worse one like, than the first I one. I better call that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, not just that. Uh, Sam Corn also knocks one off the goal line as well. Yep. Ball yeah. Off the, everywhere. Ball off the post at the end of the match. The fucking... Lucas goddamn Kovalon, the fucking wall of defense. The goalkeeper. The one phenomenal on one fast break oh, yeah, that was, was huge. dead to rights and just didn't go down, didn't go down, stayed big, and then just got the arm up and knocked the ball so away. The, the amazing thing about this, and you'll you'll see this a lot too with, with these kind of ties that are so vast, especially when they're at the lower leagues ground, right? Artificial pitch. So artificial turf. Um, no professional players used to that, right? In England, 
It's actually, I, I believe, banned in the top four leagues in mm-hmm. England. I believe so, Completely. Yeah. Um, not something they run into all the time. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of extra injuries are picked up on artificial pitches, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Stevenage, you could tell, like, wasn't prepared for the way the ball was bouncing. They weren't prepared for a lot of those kind of things, right? And it is different. The ball reacts differently on, on those fields. Is it? enough to lose one nil to Maidstone probably not but uh you get these performances where people stand on their head and their goalkeeper was absolutely one of them and there was an absolute fucking barrage in the second half from Stevenage um and it just wasn't their day and it was the Stones day and you know they showed their huevos they showed their 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 goal and their determination and they got there in the end final whistle gets blown fans rush the field like banana. it's, like, it's the, the banana, banana rushes the field it's, it's just brilliant Magic of the cup truly is i mean absolutely i mean but you know what i did fail to mention is the willycopter from a newcastle fan a couple years ago yeah oh, when God, they yes. finally advanced past the first round or the uh the third round rather the first that they were involved in for yep. like 15 years and uh in the willycopter on yep. the at, at the top of the stairs and the the stand behind the goal it you get all this weird shit and i absolutely fucking just put it in my veins man yeah that's what i want i want to see this because you're you're watching like oh good for them wow man i lost my bet but i don't really care like this is great good good for the stone and then Mm -hmm. wait a minute was that a banana this was also like a 20 leg parlay so it was bound to lose eventually only lost two legs that whole thing wow yeah but the the stone was the first one so it's the other one that fucked it no nah, the stone fucked it first it was <laughs> already dead by the time the other one kicked off <laughs> the uh next up for the stone they head to ipswich so will be a bit of a payday for them yeah going to a, a, championship, a little so bit of a payday not yeah. like not like it pulling a premier league side which right. is what you kind of hoped they would have but gotten. All, also i i would say a, a potentially winnable game by the ipswich by the, look pretty decent though this i year. know but by the time that kicks off you got to think Leeds is hot on the heels of, of number two. Yeah, so are so, so Southampton as well. Uh, yeah. You know, they're they're still some distance away, but there is time to catch up. As we know, there are mm-hmm. 4,315 uh, championship fixtures left this season. Absolutely. So there is, there is, you know, the ground is there to be made up, let's say. And when you come to, you know, mid-February or whatever it is, when the, the fourth round kicks off, if Switch may have their attentions elsewhere and not really fucking care. Yeah, don't don't. If that, if that lead has shrunk to like three points, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. I mean, Ipswich might like, fuck this. We got to focus on the league. Don't care. And Maidstone could have a could have a chance. I know this much. On Sunday, many a fireplace were thrown up in, especially the one in Fells Point where Gek was. <laughs> <laughs> I do can, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so it is time to uh, chat about the uh, rest of the Prem sides that uh, and how they fared in the Cup. We're just going to kind of talk about the – I'm not going to read all the score lines. We'll just say the score line and then talk a little bit about the game. It opened on Thursday with uh, Everton traveling to Crystal Palace. Everton, uh, interesting, is never – I think it's 13 straight. The last time they won in London in the FA Cup – was in 1995 when they won the FA Cup at Wembley. Nice. That's more like 18 years. But but 13 attempts is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, really, the the game didn't have much in it. What it all comes down to. I mean, Everton had the chances. They 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 absolutely did. They absolutely did. But what it really comes down to, it's Chris Cavanaugh and the red card to Dominic Calvert-Lewin 
that was not even a foul on the pitch. I don't know. I'm he surprised. Was like what, five, ten yards away? Yeah, I he mean, was standing makes, right there looking I don't at know it. How you can go from not calling a foul to it being a red card? Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Well, so what I will say is the law doesn't even require you to have made contact. Right. Which is also quite stupid, in my opinion. But, it, like, so if you took a – what it is is it's to cover people. That, like, if I threw a punch at you right. and I didn't connect, they can still send me off. Well, but ultimately, it's, it's supposed it's, to be violent be. conduct. Please tell me what in that foul that wasn't even called a foul was violent. Well, I'm surprised nobody brought him a phone while he was looking at the screen so he could call Scotland Yard to get armed police down there because it was attempted murder, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear well. you. I, I appreciate you trying to get my goat, but even you can look at that and just go, no. No, I've done no. far worse than that and only gotten yellows. <clears throat> yeah. He just... And <laughs> what was even funnier is when Kavanaugh went to the screen, you know what's going to happen, right? The minute they say they're going to the screen because... We have yet to see this happen once where they go to the screen and go, nah, call on the field stands. They change it every, every time, time. Yep. every but, single time. So what, what I will Calvin say. Calvin Lewin was just looking at him and just had like this face of like. Seriously? Yeah. And then on top of that. He gets and just walked away. Match banned. That's like the punishment does not fit the crime. I think no. they're going to probably appeal it and it'll be reduced. We have appealed, but we haven't heard anything. Uh, you won't hear anything for a day or two. It's you, not a working day. Well, it was the what, weekend. Well, what, time. What, what, what will ultimately happen is that they will uh, go ahead, look at it, uh, deduct us another 10 points and give us the city. <laughs> That's, Here we go. That is well, what will ultimately you know, happen. You know, this is the world's tiniest violin. Okay. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and be conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Chris Cavanaugh was the VAR official in the Manchester City game where Rodri put up the arm and it hit the sleeve and they didn't call it a handball that ultimately won City the title instead of Liverpool. So mixed emotions about that one. Um, But he was the VAR official and they didn't even look at it. They didn't even look at that at that handball. He was the official on the pitch when Gilfie Sigurdsson was called for uh, laying on bl- the ground, laying on the ground, and yeah. blocking De Gea's view as a ball waist high went right. And De Gea six three, yeah, like that. Um, <clears throat> he was the referee on the pitch when uh, Hugo Lloris had grabbed Richarlison's ankle and pulled him down, and uh, they didn't call the penalty because, like, he barely touched the ball with his fingertip at the same time that he grabbed his ankle. He's also off the pop, off your pop. Off you pop. Off you pop off to you fucking pop. Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. For like. Oh, that him? All of oh, those wow. were him. All of them I know, were that him. That smacks of Mike Dean, but I don't think it was Mike Dean. I think <laughs> he's right. But, but if you constantly look at that, what's the, because each one of those games are different teams they're playing, so it's not like he's favoring the other team because they're the, you know, they're Liverpool or their city. It was different circumstances every single one. Uh-huh. And you look at that and you're just like, man, that's a lot of fucking coincidences, man. That's a lot of fucking coincidences. Yeah. Follow the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always follow the money. Who's paid off his debts? Who's giving him trips? Who's taking him on rich vacations? Oh, wait. Skybet, probably. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Keeping it rolling. Uh, they they Jeez, replay, quickly. They Jeez, replay on the 17th back at Goodison. We're going to get paid on YouTube again. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Allegedly. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Um, not really. Saturday. <laughs> Tottenham won. Burnley nil. Really, Pedro Poro, the fucking goal of the FA Cup until Sunday happened. To that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. I was, I was about to it was a, throw a down. Bang her. What yeah. I will say is this one was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, was Ban- it was Bamford. That's fair. Honestly, it was a pretty shit game all around oh, yeah. um, until, until that goal went in and then nothing else happened after that. It was the, um, that was worth the price of a ticket, I'm sure, though. Speaking of another shit game, Fulham beat Rotheringham uh, 1-0. Basement club in the championship, and uh, Fulham couldn't do more than that. Uh, good strike by Bobby DeCordova-Reed, but that was <laughs> that was all. <clears throat> um, Brentford and Wolves had a 1-1 draw. They replay over the weekend because they're two of the teams that have the weekend off. Right. So they're now playing on Sunday. So fuck your winter break. Yeah, exactly. You're doing a replay. You you have a replay. (laughs) So Brentford, 80 minutes up a man, can only manage a goal. They need Ivan Tony back in the worst way. What is it, the 16th? He comes Mm -hmm. back or something? 24th, something like that? Yeah, something like that. I I like Sam's thought. I I don't think they sell him. I think they need him too too badly. Yeah, and the other piece of information there is that we can't afford $100 right now. Oh, no shit. Yeah, we have some financial fair play stuff. That's why David Raya was alone first with the option to buy in the summer. Oh, so you got to watch your finances, huh? What, are you going to try to buy one, get one in the the offseason? Could be. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe a little Brent for BOGO. Um, Aston Villa beat um, Middlesbrough 1-0. Late heroics from uh, Matty Cash, like literally at the fucking death. A a redirected shot, but it was definitely, they gave the goal to Cash. It was on target target. to begin with. Um, I'm very happy to see Michael Carrick's sad little face. (laughs) Former United player, fuck him. (laughs) And they're about to get dropped out of another cup, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. Although I think I like Michael Carrick better than Chelsea, which pains me to say. Yes, producer Mel. Oh, I had nothing. I just I want to hear Villa. I'm I'm here on the ready. Go ahead. Oh no, that was it. Um, people in the uh, uh, Brian Greg Sideburn says it's not a conspiracy, just shitty roughing. Just saying. Yeah. yeah By the same person over and over and over again. Yeah, to the much. same club Chris, over and over and over again. <laughs> Chris Kavanaugh does suck. Yeah, I, no, he's, he's terrible. He's a, yeah. a piece of shit. Uh, but I mean, you most refs are pieces of shit. Be honest. We were all players. Uh, I'll, fuck them. I'll even play. I'll even I play a little. There's, listen, there's <laughs> no, no new year, new me. It's new year. <laughs> double the fuck down. Fuck referees. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bastards. We I definitely mean, need to get Carrie Brown on here. Let's let's say said Paul Paul Tierney. <laughs> Paul uh, Paul Tierney has uh, called some pretty controversial shit matches against Liverpool, and yeah, Stewart out well with us. Yeah, there, there's certain refs that just don't. It always seems to be the controversial calls always happen to your team with that fucking ref. Shit ref show title. Heard? I'm okay with that. Shit ref. That's <laughs> politically correct. Maybe enough. crap and refs to get around refs. the uh, foul language. Yeah. Just Chelsea, get a, uh, Chelsea get a big score line over uh, Preston North End, beating them 4-0. Yeah, it took a while, though, um, to, to really get going for Chelsea and find that second and third gear, but they did. Uh, Raheem Sterling uh, with a peach of a free kick uh, in that game. But other than that, I mean, Preston threatened maybe two times all, all day. Yeah. Um, Chelsea were frustrated for a bit uh, here and there. 
But like I said, once they finally found that second and third gear, it was it was tough to stop. Hey, Preston's been in and around it uh, for the, for the playoffs for uh, for the championship so far. So yeah, but you, you could also tell the team on a massive downslide. Yeah. Other than playing Leeds on Boxing Day, of mm-hmm. course they beat us. So I'm gonna actually compare this real quick to Newcastle mm-hmm. in the f- sense that you could tell what it meant to the two clubs that have had rough patches prior to this weekend. Right, and the strength of lineup they put out against lower opposition. Mm-hmm. Right um, now, obviously Newcastle, it was the derby. You want to make sure you win that game. That makes total sense. No problem there. Right, of course. But if you just look at it, take the derby aspect out of it. Miguel and Marone, their strongest eleven that was available played for Newcastle. Oh, absolutely. That's also all they have available. <laughs> well, true. Just about the same yeah. thing here at Chelsea, mm-hmm. and. Um, I heard somebody say the phrase, this was a nourishing win in reference to Newcastle Mm -hmm. because of the shit they've been through over the last month with a paper-thin squad and and everything else. And then you look at Chelsea and just the results. They, I mean, they can't have a paper-thin squad because they have the squad the shape of a dictionary. (laughs) But it's, it's a nourishing win in the sense that, you know, they had a comprehensive 4 0 like fuck you game right which they should be capable of but for some reason in the Premier League just aren't yeah they finally had one right they finally had so one. what I what I would say is even those against Preston North End is is this is the type of thing that just gets you a little bit of confidence yeah get awesome. you going nice to see Broya get a goal coming back off his ACL tear yeah As, and hopefully Chelsea will pay way too much money for some shit striker and he'll go somewhere and be fine so that's what I'm hoping for you're hoping for him to go on loan to Leeds we're looking good at striker right now. We've got to re- revitalize Patrick Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> One fucking strike and suddenly he's back. Yeah, until um, t- his fucking headmistress at his private school turns up. Brighton fucking... four, Stoke two. Stoke go up early, but then uh, Brighton just say, In my way downtown, walking fast, I'm a seagull, go fuck yourself. It's like, we're Premier League. Get fucked. Did you guys see the fourth goal? Oh, yeah. I did. Ben Hecky just is he a striker or a center back? I I, I couldn't tell. Just it was a fantastic cruising down the line. Yeah, it was like you remember the the bit of commentary about Tony Adams. I think it was in the league, and actually the celebration was the famous statue that's out front of the Emirates. But the commentary, if you remember, it comes to Adams. Well, what's he doing there? <laughs> that's what I thought when I saw Van Hecky streaming yeah, through, just going in like, what the yeah. fuck is he like, doing? Why did he? Oh my god. That should be Alexis McCallum. Oh, wait, he's not there anymore. Well, they was <laughs> Stoke went up, and then Brighton got a couple, and then Stoke leveled, but then after that, just Brighton just bowled right over him at the end of it all. Yeah. And the problem was, is as you said at the bar, it wasn't a Tuesday night in Stoke. It was a, and a it seems Saturday in Stoke. It was so kind of sunny on Saturday as yeah, well. Yeah, it was just, you know. It wasn't so, a cold, rainy night in Stoke, was it? Exactly. It was a balmy <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Uh, the Blades for uh, Sam's personal favorite team, uh, Gillingham. Don't Fuck call me Gills. Gillingham. <laughs> Four nil. Uh, Blades get two braces off of uh, McAtee's goals were excellent. And McAtee, McAtee's McAtee goals did were a little excellent. backflip yeah, and everything. I love it. Feel a little cheeky. I love everything about it because that's a. I think that's a relative. No, <laughs> Gillingham's down in in Kent, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, down they're down in Kent. Kent. They're not. They're, they're Kent. not near. No, they're Yorkshire. nowhere near them. No. Right. And uh, 
and and, and it means fuck all because the plates are just nobody miserable. cares. Yeah. <laughs> nobody <laughs> gave a fuck. Shit, you know, right? this club. is their best performance for three seasons. Nobody gives a shit about it. <laughs> you know what? This what could happen for Sheffield depending on the draws that they get moving the rest of the way. If they get the right draws, the rest of the, maybe they can find themselves in the semis. You know, if they get the right draws, kind of thing. Yeah, but they'll fuck that all. Yeah. Bournemouth 3, QPR 2. Cherries storm back after going down 2-0 to QPR. And QPR is down at the bottom right now of the uh, of the championship, no. having a hard old time. And when you talk about, you know, a good cup win, there's also bad cup losses. And for a team that's already just struggling and having a hard time getting going. And we'll talk about one of the other teams down there that got a really nice win. Um, later on, this is the kind of shit that just starts to spread like a cancer. Yeah. To lose one like this in your building, you had them. Yeah, but and you got to think Bournemouth are the form team in the Premier League oh, besides of, Liverpool. Of, of course, so, but, you, but you had them 2 0. Well, that, I mean, that's, Put it away. that's true as well. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah. Like, that's, you know what you're doing. Shut up, shop, stop playing so expansive. Just, right. And it just ends up ultimately just biting him in the ass, which was a shame. So yeah. we're talking about shit refs. Uh, I looked this up. Rebecca Welch was in charge of this match. And I did a quick Google search. And I saw a Twitter result popped up that said she's the best ref some guy on Twitter had seen all year. So somebody at least can show up and referee a match. Yeah. I Don't tell Joey Barton that. He'll <laughs> fucking lose his goddamn on. mind. <laughs> Please tell me it wasn't in a sexual context. No, context. no, like it's best referee I'd seen. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, it wasn't like, oh, because of her tits. No, it no, it, was, oh, it wasn't. God. Yeah. Good. Uh, Bolton uh, figure out what nobody else can. They go to uh, Kenilworth Road and get a point and get the replay. And get a nil-nil scoreline. Yeah, because there's score always line. goals at, at Kenilworth Road these days. And uh, uh, they get the, the replay, the Reebok. The only highlight of this game. Mm-hmm was Luton hit the post mm -hmm. and then ESPN moved on yeah there really wasn't much to <laughs> so it couldn't be shit to talk about in this one I guess um Graham you watched a lot of this one to chat a little bit I got the score wrong I know but we're gonna they don't know that so I can just <laughs> keep talking um nah, fucking Mel's gotta keep it in now he's he's pulling a Gek over here is pulling a fucking gram, as I like to call it. I only pointed. I didn't say anything. West <laughs> West Ham and uh, Bristol City drew 1-1. One, one. Oh, yeah, they did, but you wrote 1-0. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Fucking pricks. Uh, so there's a, a section of West Ham fans, right, that don't really need an excuse or need a, a, a real reason to be pissed off at David Moyes at the Smoky? moment. <laughs> yeah, because they just hate the fucking football. They hate the way they play. And after going up relatively early to not stand on their throat and put the game away so they could sub some of these players off and, you know, kind of cruise. And um, now have to play another fucking game. Now we have to add another game to an mm -hmm. increasingly busy schedule. Yeah. As, you know, we're getting into when Europe's going to be coming back in the mm -hmm. season here uh, shortly. All those sorts of things. Um, to allow Bristol City, you know, to come back into this and score that late goal and, and get the replay is, is just pretty that, stupid, to be a honest. a lot of that second half, even before the goal, was all Bristol, was all Bristol City. City. Which it, you expect <laughs> with West Ham. That's like, they're, they're, yeah, they, they put, it, but you, like you said, you got to fucking put a foot but on the you're, throat. you're the Premier League side. You should be pressing that issue, getting 3-0 up, and then sitting back. Right. Yeah, it just. I will say, Bristol City, I think, had the best limbs of the weekend. Those away yeah. fans went insane when they equalized, oh, yeah. which is oh, yeah. part of the magic of the cup. Yeah. Is anybody dressed like a banana? 
I I did not see a banana. Well, <clears throat> but that wasn't limbs. He ran on the field. That's different. Well, that's true. Okay, he got himself involved. You're right. He wasn't on the outskirts. Uh, For those not in show business, that's what limbs mean. <laughs> okay. City absolutely destroys <laughs> Huddersfield Town. Um, the key thing we already talked about Kevin De Bruyne being on the bench earlier uh, last weekend, but De Bruyne on the bench and Jeremy Duku also on the bench. It's like. Oh, they're getting fucking stronger. Yeah, it sucks. And uh, De Bruyne has only played three games this season before today. Uh-huh. Uh, when he got hurt, he's still, for the calendar year of 2023, finished with the most assists in Europe. Jesus. Unbelievable. And Foden. Another, and it took him Another fucking brace for Foden. 17 minutes for him to come in and get an assist. Yeah, exactly. 17 minutes uh, in this game. And it's just like, you just look at it and you go, well, here we go again. They're about to be fucking ruthless. Cause it's hard. Yeah. Still got Holland coming back as well. And so, like... For the Premier League, it just doesn't shape up well. For Arsenal specifically, it just doesn't shape up very well for the second half of the season. I'm looking at my watch. It's about time Man City win about 15 in a row. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and, Fucking annoying. And you look at it, and it's going to be like, Bernardo Silva and Jack Grealish aren't going to get playing time. And the two of them have had really good seasons this well, season. Well, Jack Grealish didn't start well because yeah. he was still drunk right. from yeah. <laughs> but, Tenerife or but wherever he was following the Champions League informed, final for with, two months. With Doku coming back with De Bruyne coming back. Foden is an absolute fire right now. I feel like, like he was in Ibiza at Wayne mm -hmm. Lineker's bar for mm -hmm. ages. Alvarez, he, when you get Holland back, they're going to figure out a way to get Alvarez in the lineup. He's scoring goals. He's doing uh, the he, job. Like, they've been playing together. He's yeah. dropped in the midfield a few times. Yeah. So and like, what a deft little touch that was. Mm -hmm. That is literally the only place he could put it, and no one could get to it, especially with the speed the ball was moving at. Alvarez's goal, absolutely fantastic. I don't know if you saw it. Just got a stud to it. Mm -hmm. But it was absolutely pinpoint accurately placed where nobody could fucking figure out what to do. Uh, Forest 2, Blackpool 2. Um, if you don't know from last year, Blackpool beat the fucking shit out of Forest 4-1 to in their building last year in the FA And they were 2-0 up in this game. Yeah, they were. And Forest had to claw their way back. And it uh, was a, a pretty good one, effort on Forest's part, to be honest. But one, of, one of the goals, an ex-Forest player. And he apologized. Board. Yeah. So I heard this today too. It was a, a friend of the person I was listening to, um, that that had the quote, and obviously the the show I was listening to, they brought it to the table. It said that he's been a Forest fan his whole life. Never heard of this dude. Apparently, he only made five appearances. Mm -hmm. Like spent a little time with their academy. Made five first team appearances, probably in some obscure, you know, preliminary round of the FA Cup or or League Cup or something like that. And um, he was like, I don't remember this person at all, this player. And, you know, doing the, the apologizing, doing the, you know, I'm sorry. I so either the Ford, like he's a, you know, a boyhood Forest fan, spent time in their academy and mm -hmm. whatever. But I feel like I would probably give it the big licks. Right. If so, Fuck you for letting me go. Yeah. I'd pull my pants down. <laughs> what do you think about Maybe that? Copper. This is the big dick you could have had, you motherfucker. An Adebayor. Yeah, do it out of my or exactly right. Uh, Liverpool to Arsenal nil. Mr. Yeah. Graham, um, another frustrating day. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, what Especially an, own, with the an own goal, an own goal, and then a late one right at the end yeah, because you were pushing. The start, we should have been 3 0 up by 25 minutes. You know, it, again, we couldn't finish our chances. We blitzed them to begin with the same way we did in the league a couple of weeks ago, and we couldn't finish our fucking chances. Yeah. 
it's just really it, it's frustrating it just it gets really frustrating i'm gonna start to pour here for you so pick your poison sir no i you surprise me surprise you um i'm gonna cover my Gek, you are not allowed to have regular malort he's gonna do one with you because well he hasn't been here since Leeds got uh uh, relegated. So your choices are either the barrel Don't or say it the out loud. Uh, pumpkin. Which one do you want, Gek? Got it. So it was just a very frustrating, frustrating afternoon for Arsenal. Liverpool were always going to have their time in the match. I mean that you know you expect that with every side. Even against City, Arsenal have you know ten ten minutes of of dominance. You know what I mean? Like that that always happens. Um, and Liverpool were more efficient with theirs. You know, it was a fucking phenomenal ball by Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, Kivior didn't know anything about the header, obviously, that that went into his own net. And then Luis Diaz just fucking Hulk smashed one in the top corner. All right, Mr. Graham, you can open your eyes again. As a small club, when you got chances, you got to put them away when you're playing the bigger sides. <laughs> did championship gecko fucking yeah. say this to yes, me right now yes he did yes he did haven't been in the premier league for 21 years or whatever it was yeah, yeah. until Just last one year till two seasons and then yeah I blocked that out of my mind. Uh, okay. Hold on, I didn't. Allow me to go ahead and play this. Hello, this is David Gecko from Baltimore, Maryland, and I'm a Leeds United fan. And we're back, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. Until you and did. you're listening to the DU football show. <laughs> I'm at the football league proper, obviously. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Because remember, when it all fell apart the first time for him, he almost went all the way out. <laughs> so I found this out the other day, which I didn't know. Mm -hmm. uh, so Arsenal obviously hold the record for not being relegated in, in Europe. And actually now in, I believe, world football now mm -hmm. uh, for consecutive years in the top flight. Because uh, at the end of the Clausura, uh, Santos got relegated. Pele's old club got mm -hmm. relegated from the Brazilian mm -hmm. top flight. Brazilian top flight was insane this year. Uh huh. It's we don't have enough time. <laughs> their fans took it well. Uh, uh -huh. Lit two buses on fire and a police car outside the stadium and basically rioted all the way home. Or, or as we locally like to call that, pulling a terrapin. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we at College Park. We're fucking glassy like that. We burn couches in the street, bitches. Spartans too, baby. Spartans too. But only yeah. when we win. Yeah. Only when we win. Uh, there is some questions from our please. new listeners in the chat. Absolutely. Please, please. Wondering about the Malort. Oh, okay. The pumpkin well, kind of smells nice. Okay, so... Um, so it's pumpkin. Well, <laughs> well, for those of you is. who do not know, uh, we'll pull out the original here. This is... Um, Jepson's Malort liqueur. It is a Polish bitter made in Chicago. Um, this is the challenge shot of all challenge shots. Uh, when you ask what is a challenge shot, um, think Jägermeister, right? Like, like what is the the four wise men? That kind of thing. Right? Oh, that's the the that's four horsemen. The four horsemen. That's the big of the apocalypse, <laughs> and it is. I puke every time I have that. So the, the, the idea is is it something? No, uh, we'll get to yeah. it in a second. Jack, Finish Jim, this. Johnny, Jose. Yeah. So it's the four. Malort is widely regarded as the worst tasting alcohol in the world. Yes. Um, Voted in, uh, three Polish out of the last four years or so. Um, I like to refer to Malort. My, my description of it is if earwax threw up yep. because it tastes like earwax. And most people will take a shot of it and they'll be like, oh, it isn't that bad. And our first reaction from all of us is we just look at you and go. Wait for wait, it. Wait, wait. <laughs> because the after bile, you throw the bile comes yep, up. After you throw back the shot, you get that big earwaxy thing. And then within about 30 seconds, your entire throat 
fills with the taste of bile like yeah. you have thrown up and uh it stays with you for a good 10 and minutes you, you don't get used to it you can't build up a tolerance to it it's just there and and if you do well we've got curveballs so and we've got very varieties yeah, of so the lord we we all agreed early on that uh and this was actually hr russ's idea that um, every time our team lost, yeah, a good godly man, a good Christian man decided this would be great. Damn it, Ross! The moral barometer of our of of our universe is the one who went. Yeah, every time your team team loses, do my lord. It'll make me giggle when I listen to your show. You know what? Now I'm starting to put everything together here. Mm -hmm. Speaking of conspiracy theories. Russ does the sound for his church, so mm -hmm. he's able to record Jesus. But forgot to record us that night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, as as Mel mentioned, uh, because we're like gluttons it. for punishment, there is the original Lord, and then I, on a whim, spent entirely way too much money, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, on um. Yeah, it's a, went to charity. A, it's a distillery only release for uh, the uh, Jepsons company. They do seasonal ones. This is the pumpkin spice Lord, because who doesn't want earwax? <laughs> Like if your wax threw up, that tasted like pumpkin spice. And for those of you wondering how we got a distillery only release when the distilleries in Chicago, you should never underestimate Sam and my ability to get what we want. If we want it, we will get it. And then this one is the barrel aged Malort, and the barrel aged Malort actually, actually got released here, and I just got yeah. it from Mount Airy. Right, because his store just immediately took a bottle and put it aside and went. Graham will want this. They took an entire case, and then I walked in, and that was on the special order shelf with my name on it. Because they were like, "Hey, you want that, don't you?" And I was like, "Sure, do." Yep. So yes, please. It's nice uh, to have friends. So boys, why don't you go ahead? Every time you lose, uh, Gecko's doing it simply because his team got relegated and Cheers. hasn't been here since. To the I'm Magpies, just... the Mobtown Magpies. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah it is in a Newcastle uh, shot glass. Yeah, they're not a dumpster fire anymore. We yeah. might have to rethink these. Okay, well, we'll get something new. It starts out like a real, like a drink that you would want, and then it's Malort. Yeah. 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 Pumpkin. Yeah, the pumpkin spice. Yeah. yeah. I gave you the barrel age, Sam. <laughs> now, I remember I the first that. time Thanks. you had the barrel age, Sam, you said it was uh, better. It was. It's a relative... Yeah. Comparison. But better is relative. Exactly right. Which which also inspired a new Patreon listener, Jared Hicks, to uh, go out and buy a bottle of the uh, Barrel-Aged Malort and do a shot on our uh, closed group. And Sam, should somebody want to uh, check out our Patreon, how do they go about doing that? It's really easy, actually. Patreon.com forward slash the football show. Just sign up to that one $5 tier. Yeah, very good. And you can get all of our extra content. <laughs> That's there's the bile. I wanted right there. I wanted to throw the. Uh, is it barrel aged bile? Yeah, it's uh, vanilla bile. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just I I wanted to throw it to you in that moment to see how good of a professional uh, you were. You know. I and, got it um, done, didn't I? Yeah. Uh. And um, closing it out, Manchester United two Wigan nothing. Wow, United didn't fuck it off. Yeah. Sure money. Nope. Still have one more segment. Well, I don't have a printout, so I wouldn't know. You told me you didn't need one. No, I said I didn't need one for the EFL show or injury time. I Never specifically said asked about this one, and you said no. All right, can we do this off air and just uh, do the right thing? Yeah, Push the, the right button. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> for once, I try to use my pimp hand and get fucked off. Come on.
not like I do this every week, rounding out the rest of the notable third-round matches in O. So that happened. (laughs) Sheffield Wednesday uh, beat, um, I'm sorry, yeah, no. Swansea beat, uh, (laughs) I had a couple of, I I thought I had, uh, I thought it was opening with Sheffield. You did a couple of very weird abbreviations here. (laughs) Actually, well, no, no, I removed. I don't even see Sheffield on here. Yeah, I removed Sheffield Wednesday, but they won 4-0, and that was one that was kind of. keeper saved two penalties. Yes. Well, yeah, so the interesting fact about that game, since we brought it up, even though it's not on the sheet. It was supposed to be on the sheet. I don't know why I removed it. Cardiff had 22 fucking shots, two pens. Lost four nil. <laughs> and <laughs> football. Well, and and there's the difference when we were talking about teams. Like that's a team that's also in the relegation zone. Yeah. That's the kind of game that might catapult you. Where the QPR loss might be the one that tanks you. Right. Sheffield's you know? got a new manager. They've gone from shitty to <clears throat> like mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. It's like golf. Like the old Lewis Black joke about golf. It's the only sport you start off and you're worse than shitty at. Right. And then you spend 10 years and $10,000 to, to become get shitty. Just to be shitty. <laughs> Here's where I was actually supposed to start with was uh, Swansea City uh, beating uh, Dicks out for uh, Morkambi. Morkambi. We, we know it's Morkum, but we like to say Morkambi. Yeah, because of Harambi, if yeah. you're familiar. Shrimp's out for Morkum. <laughs> <laughs> I still it's the funniest thing to me like anytime someone says dicks out it's just like why that's not a salute it's not a show of respect but it's just so funny it's just like oh man there he goes like the hearse is passing by and you just pull your cock out uh, so swans in, my man like you put a little salute on the head too like I just that's weird, man. Like, but break, it's, break it's off so a little G.I. Joe yeah. arm and, like, tape it to your dick coin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking funny to me. Dicks uh, out for whatever. Um, so, I'd love that. Swans win uh, under new head coach Luke Williams. What is important to note about Luke Williams is former Swans player. He won Eurovision. Um, <clears throat> he, was, he was the manager of Knotts County that um, this past season in the National League them and Wrexham ended up both with over a hundred points and um, ended up taking penalties over Chesterfield for uh, Knotts County to ultimately advance back into league two and in league two, they're in the top 10. They were doing well. So it, um, it was kind of a big pull for them to get Luke Williams to come over to Swans in only two days and come out, get a nice little win, which was good to see um, Watford two, uh Chesterfield one Chesterfield had a one, nothing lead. They held on till the 76th minute, and then Watford just took over and eventually won. They had a couple of chances for a second and <sighs> didn't get it. And for real, your small team playing away, you don't get that second goal. You'll just, you know, the the, the winner for Watford was class. Yeah. Uh, Deli Bashiru had a nice fake top of the box, just mm-hmm. coolly slotted it away in the 90th plus fifth. Mm-hmm. Tough way to go out for the non-league side. Yep. Um, Blackburn five, um, Cambridge two. Um, Cambridge went up twice and then just Blackburn just rolled. Yeah, they did. Um, and they actually respect rules and laws in Blackburn. Uh, sponsored by a vape company. They had a 15 year old come on, not old enough to vape. Doesn't even have a sponsor on his kit. Yeah, I know. Fucking brilliant. Well done. Go, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Wigan, only, only who just the has their 10 year old vaping in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> 
Blackburn subbed on a, a, a ten-year-old. Nah, son, you can't wear that. <laughs> Let's get you a replica kit from the shop. Only in the championship. It's fucking, it's fucking brilliant. In the championship. Um, um, yeah, no, nah, unfortunate for Cambridge, Joe. I mean, they yeah. they really did give it their all, but Blackburn just just had too much for him. Yeah. Sammy Smodek with a hat trick in the first half, I believe the only hat trick of the third cup. Third, I think third, the round. third round. Yeah, I think that's right. Plymouth Argyle, uh, three. Also, I'm sorry, Sam. Yeah. Somebody named Sigurdsson had a couple of assists in that as well, and then scored a goal. And I was like, no fucking way. They let him out of different prison. Sigurds, different Sigurdsson. <laughs> different yeah. Sigurdsson. Um, Plymouth, three. Sutton, one. Argyle take care of uh, the of the four tiers, the worst team in all of uh, professional football, Sutton. Yep. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> And the rewards a trip to Ellen Road yep. somehow a home tie for Leeds yep. Newport uh, County won uh, Eastley won here's the interesting one Newport has the lead mm -hmm. goes up one nothing Eastley go down, down to, to 10, ten men, men. Yep. fight to stay alive get a penalty at the fucking death mm -hmm. it was excellent to have the replay back at their building yeah, the, pro the that's not as big of a coup as you think it is mm-hmm because remember when City went to Newport County and they played on that potato patch that hosted the Monster Truck Rally the night before. Right. Uh, only won 3-0, and it took them until the 65th minute to score. So they're going to be used to playing on potato patches and easily can't do anything about that. I, I just remember the very next year when West Ham went there and it was pouring down rain and it was like West Ham's wearing the all black, like sharp as fucking hell yeah. kits. yeah pouring down rain someone shoots off fireworks in like the first 10 minutes of the yeah. match and by the end of the match west ham is dripping down a sideline and it's just standing water and you can just see the ball stop rolling <laughs> as it, yeah. like literally three inches of water they just start floating it just too fucking funny. you know what wouldn't have happened ben k was there wouldn't happen it would definitely would not have happened you um, know what happens on ben k's watch Ten-year-olds vape. <laughs> Wonder how early Ben's kids got their vapes. <laughs> they got them for Christmas this year. He's a Wigan lad. Well, well, next next time we have him on the show, we are definitely going to have to ask him that one. Um, Lester three, Millwall two. Uh, Foxes are just cruising, man. They're just cruising. I mean, they were well up in this game as well. Millwall did did all right to fight back. Mm -hmm. um, fight back being the operative word because that's what Millwall does. Uh, but. But um, no, nah, Leicester was just too much for them. I mean, they're, they're honestly the cream of the crop in the championship. And it, this is just essentially for them an extension of the championship yeah, in, in this game. And they did exactly what they were supposed to do. And they even rotated a bunch of their their guys. And who Leicester have? Yeah. yeah. And then pretty easy work at Millwall. Mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and talk about your team, Mr. Geckel. Um, Leeds win three to nothing over Peterborough. And Peterborough has been on a tear the posh have been playing really well and uh ampadu wearing the uh captain's armband for you guys now wearing the captain's armband and uh other than patrick bamford uh pulling the weight with the goals department he tripled his tally from one to three yeah exactly with the brace career. why'd you go all flushing queens there the captain's armband i don't know i just <laughs> i just was thinking about bamford's goal and i just got a little so got, a little, got a little excited there. Clint. But <laughs> discuss. Yeah. Leeds have had some terrible luck. Well, terrible performances in the third round against lower lower opposition, and really Peterborough matches up well with I think anyone in the lower reaches of the championship. Mm -hmm. They've struggled away this year. 
Uh, they dominated the first 10 minutes of the match. Then Peterborough started getting back into it. And then they scored in the 35th minute. It was kind of a weird set piece where Peterborough kind of froze for some reason. And Ampadu just pounced on a terrible <laughs> Bamford touch, but he was right there to, for the finish to go up 1-0. And then, so at halftime, I'm thinking, all right, got the, got the goal. So it's got to come out, step on their throat early. And I think it's the 47th minute. Jesus. I see a long ball up to Bamford. He chests it, and he turns, and nails an amazing volley. From and it goes what, about 25 yards, yards out, out easily? It, it goes in the yeah. net, and it takes me like 10 seconds to go, oh, shit, that went in. Oh, shit, that was Bamford. Oh, shit, that was the greatest goal I've ever seen in my life. Oh, shit. Uh, breaking news. It's not the Puskas anymore. It's called the Bamford. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. So there's there's two things here. First, um, he did very well to recover from a super poor first touch. Because he, I'm going to tell you this, he ain't mean to do that. He meant to strike the ball the way he did, yes. But that first touch was not meant to do what it did. And he reacted to it very well. It reminded me of the very blatantly obvious on-purpose Thierry Henry goal against Manchester United where he had his defender on his left shoulder, flicked the ball up with his right foot, turned and smacked it past Fabian Barthez years ago. Yeah. Of course, and, he had to bring it back to Arsenal. Into the far corner. And Always that, about a pro-Arsenal agenda. That was fucking on purpose, so it should be known as the Henry. But I also saw a meme. Peach of a goal. It was. I, it was a good goal. Don't get me wrong, but that first touch, he fucked up. I. What else is he supposed to do? He took it on his chest. Take it down, it in, <laughs> which is what he was trying to do, but it popped up over his head. He gave him it was enough, a terrible touch. It gave him. A, he had to jump to chest it. It gave him enough time to turn and shoot. That is not his plan going into that. I promise you. It is Bamford, so I, you probably are right. But <laughs> it's it's the goal of the cup. Oh, it's excellent. It was an excellent goal. It's, it's I'm not saying incredible. that. I'm just saying that Thierry Henry is better because he meant it. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Every piece of action in Thierry Henry's goal years ago was on purpose. He wasn't in a title game, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, although I do believe we won the title that season. Uh, that it happened. Anyway, because we did beat Manchester United that day 2-1. I think that was the winner, actually. Mm -hmm. Anyway, besides the point. Uh, Pushka's part of this. I saw a story today um, in my kind of weird football groups I'm in um, that George Best, Dennis Law, and uh, Farron, uh, uh, Pushkash were in Australia uh, coaching a clinic. And Pushkash was. in the was, same group. I saw this too. You saw this also. <laughs> and Pushkash was older, a bit mm -hmm. fat now, right? Um, and George Best is there, Dennis Law is there. And all the kids were making fun of Pushkas because he's older and fatter and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the other two players obviously took exception to this, and they decided to challenge the kids to a crossbar challenge, but they got to pick the coach that they went against. And almost everybody picked Pushkas. We want to go against Pushkas because he's old and fat. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really know who he was, obviously. Being older and Hungarian was kind of unfashionable. Mm -hmm. You know, what have you. I think he's Hungarian. Is that right? He yeah. Is, yeah. And, um... I couldn't remember if it was Romanian or not for whatever reason. Brain fart. He was part of those really good Hungarian teams in like the 60s. That, omo that yeah. almost won the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That were excellent. Um, so was Risto Stoichkov. He featured as a teenager in those. He was <laughs> Bulgarian. 
if, I'm just making fun of his age. <laughs> okay. And random Eastern European, very technical players. So they all pick Pushkas because he's old and fat. Mm -hmm. And they do the crossbar challenge. And they were like, how many do you think he's going to get? Dennis Law and and, uh, and George Best are asking the kids, how many do you think he's going to hit the crossbar? And he said, oh, three, maybe four at the most. And they were like, what do you think? And George Best was like, 10 out of 10. And he's stepped up, smashed nine across the <laughs> uh, against the crossbar. And the 10th one said that he juggled up, hit it with both shoulders, turned, and backheeled it. And it crashed off the crossbar. And one of the kids turns to George Best and goes, who is this man? And he goes, to you, he's Mr. Pushkas. Mr. Bamford. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Accidental. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Um, we're going to skip one because I feel like that's the better one to end on. Uh, West Brom knocked out the older shot uh, town. The uh, the shots go out. Uh, so that's only leaves one non-league side. One quick thing stone. about West Brom. Yeah, uh, yes. So Daryl DK, American striker, nine months out, scores. Mm -hmm. And this is West Brom winning isn't magical, but somebody can has a chance to come back and regain some form. Yeah, it's always oh, well, Patrick Bamford. <laughs> um, He's been out since the last time they were in the Premier League. So the Stone is the only <laughs> the only non league side still still in the cup. Yes, and uh, the final one we'll talk about here. Wait, who? Is, hold on. What'd you say? Um, the only non league side still left in the cup. Uh, well, Eastleigh has a replay. Maidstone. Maidstone, but. Aldershot is out and Chesterfield is yes, out. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I was saying. That yeah, they yeah. are that I was saying Maidstone was the only team left. left. Yeah, in yeah. The cup. Correct. Okay. Eastleigh could still be in the you cup, know but they have to play a replay. You know what's sad? Mm -hmm. There's just no more shot, 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 shot. So just beer for the rest of the FA Cup now. Heard. Uh and then finally, an interesting one. We were talking about this. <laughs> was it low hanging fruit mill? Is that why you're disappointed? We were talking about this on injury time, Sam, which was uh Wrexham versus Shrewsbury Town, and we didn't think much into it. Come to find out, it's actually a cross-border rivalry. The two yeah, towns sit uh, not far apart, right on on uh, the England side and the, the Wales, Wales side. side. Yep. And uh, apparently, a long-time rivalry that we did not know about. Yeah, it's it's actually you know just about as far as that husband and wife. Uh, one was Jewish, one was Catholic, in the uh -huh. neighboring cemeteries mm -hmm. that had the uh, headstones built to have hands holding across the wall. Aww. Did you ever yeah. see that picture? No, I have not. Yeah, it was a very famous photo of a, uh, a, I think it was a Jewish woman and a Catholic man, uh, and the cemeteries bordered each other, and they had a wall, <laughs> a wall built between them, because that's the best way to keep the spirits out, David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, let's just build that wall up, right? And they had headstones, <laughs> and they had headstones built higher than the wall, and on top of the the bell tower portion of the headstones. They had hands reaching out and holding above the wall, so they were holding hands eternally. Love it. All That's right. beautiful. The interesting but thing no, about that, this, though, they're closer than that. Um, I would. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the interesting thing is uh, a long way to get there, wasn't it? <laughs> everybody was expecting for uh, Wrexham to kind of you know impressively win, and this was all Shrewsbury Town. They really owned a lot of this match, especially Wrexham. in the first half. They should have been up. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But Wrexham did have a fair few chances. No. I think Paul Mullenwood should have been sent off. No, don't disagree. Don't disagree. I, I forgot. I, I watched some of the highlights, but I don't remember what he did. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mark it down in my brain. <laughs> 
Thanks for coming. Maybe Appreciate just, you being here. I'm just a Hollywood <laughs> apologist. Hey, Mel, how about we hit the right button this time? Sure, money. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Gek, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I Fantastic. Watched, I watched that, yeah. I think we updated everybody on what we did last yep. time, right? Because I don't yep. remember what it was. Exactly. Sam, what, what do you have coming uh, well, up for this abbreviated week? Well, your gunners had fucked me, and that puts me down $239. <laughs> Big Sam's Lock of the Week. Nobody will know, but third time's always a charm. Gekko, did you know that 21.052632% of the time works 100% of the time? All right, I am going to take a two-game parlay of road favorites. Give me Spurs and City to beat United and Newcastle for plus 371. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Yep. Did he email us? Got nothing from him. I texted him. No answer. Nada. Probably to take over for Pat. Probably black. You know what? Yes. You know what, Mr. Gekko? Michigan won. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, I wonder if... Fucking cunts. Hold on, I gotta see if my bet hit. Oh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, since Graham's more focused yeah. on seeing if his bet hit or not, as opposed to running his segment that he wanted so badly... Now tell us whatever you want to tell us about tell us, uh, what, what bet are you going to make for us this week? So I looked at this yesterday, so the odds may have changed. So Brody, don't, you know, what, call me out. But I've got a trio of championship favorites... And most of the reason I'm doing this is <laughs> to help leads because I never win bets. But I've got... So we're holding Pat accountable for this, right? Yeah. Yeah, hold yeah. him accountable. Perfect. I've got Leicester, Ipswich, and Southampton to all win. And that paid out a tasty plus 488. There we go. Okay. All right. So if they all lose, it helps leads. If one of them loses, it helps leads. Exactly. So yeah. he's just it's the reverse psychology thing. And helps us because uh, Pat loses. Yeah, very good. Brian uh, in the chats uh, has to head has to head to bed, but he says um, he had a great time tonight. And uh, not every road leads to the EPL. Night, gentlemen. <laughs> I like that. Leads. I got get it. it. Nice. Get, it. I got get the it. joke. Yeah, I got I, it. I like that he's signing off literally about four minutes and fifteen seconds before the he end of the show. The show is <laughs> you know what? Over. I'm the fuck out. I can't deal with it. I don't want to hear Graham's man. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to hear about you know fucking stolen wages in Baltimore. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so what I've got here for you is a four game parlay. It's going to pay me a shit ton of money when I hit it. Uh, I have uh, all this weekend, uh, which is which is good. I've got Friday's game, uh, Luton winning away at Burnley. Uh, I've got Chelsea winning at home to Fulham because I think they're going to ride that wave of the cup. Uh, City winning away to Newcastle because okay. they've got De Bruyne back, and I think he's going to start this one. Uh, if I uh, was a betting man, which I am. And then I have the oldest fixture in professional football to fuck you both in at a draw. Very good. <laughs> between Everton and Aston Villa uh, at Goodison Park. And that four-pick parlay pays me $3,376 on a $100 bet. Wow. And wow. that is what I'm going to do. And I also, so you can see my DraftKings, have... A uh, all sport, no sweat bet, five bucks. Uh -huh. I might just go ahead and place that bet now. There we we'll go. We'll be in Idaho for that match. Yeah, we will be. We will be in Idaho for that. 
Um, I'll be in a hoe too. <laughs> I mean, it's like, JK, JK. <laughs> I'm going to tell her that. Don't. T- I didn't say it was her. <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell her that. Slide, 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 slide. Uh, it's a joke. It's right a joke. This is comedy. Um, uh, <laughs> Let's something. just let's just say. Aren't that, you mad you went to bed now, you twat? <laughs> let's let's just say um, somebody's ghostwriter is pulling a gecko because we have a chicken. <laughs> Fucking hell, man! <laughs> well, all going wrong for Mel. <laughs> Kitty, mm, my voice. Kitty missed. Mm. <clears throat> Hold on. Can't talk, can't hit right buttons, just a fucking mess. Uh, you know mess. what? Can I be fired? Best no. call reader can in the business. No, no, no. You got a lifelong contract no, there, dear. Sorry. <laughs> Gonna sign you to an extension. Uh, <laughs> I want to raise. Hey, let I mean, me she see. can't, she can't produce the show as a ghost. Zero times <laughs> the three percent growth. Carry the. It's still fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> You're still getting an inch of penis. Uh, cost, cost, cost of living wage. No, still zero. <laughs> Kitty missed on Arsenal and sits at twelve and six. So this week I gave Kitty. Aston Villa heading to Goodison to face Everton in the second leg of the marriage-ending derby. Yeah, if we can only be that lucky. No. <laughs> Kitty showed me the now-famous picture of Douglas Louise and Ashley Lehman announcing they're back together. Now, if you focus in closely, you can see Kitty in the background. She is a certified therapist. Gekko. Yeah, well, I'm comma giggle. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to tell you she's a th- certified therapist, Gekko, because we already know she's a certified therapist from lore on the show. This Kitty does everything. I I know that. Mm-hmm. This is pitiful. You're goddamn right. Are we done yet? Is it midnight, motherfuckers? This, coupled with the fact that Kitty has never picked Everton because she's smart Kitty is picking Villa to win please remember to gamble legally and responsibly get it the fuck together Sam (laughs) yeah I was about to say I ain't fucked that up you better be careful bro all right I'm done that is gonna wrap it up boys and girls Mr. Graham, any parting words? Yeah, so for those of you that are new to the show, obviously we have some uh, new people checking the show out on the streams, and I'm sure that are going to be listening tomorrow. Uh, Sam and I uh, and Mel obviously kind of have a mantra. Um, D-back, uh, don't be a cunt is what it stands for. We, we even have a mascot. The, the D-back bear. If you the, look carefully on our bear. If you look carefully on our sticker, it's on our mug. Uh, correct. And basically, there are people that we find in sport and throughout life that uh, are cunts. And the whole idea that that we figured out is if you wake up every day with the sole purpose and and reasoning for your day to just try to not be a cunt, usually everything turns out okay for you. And so that became our mantra. Um, Just wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and go, today, I'm not going to be a cunt. I'm not going to be a cunt. It'll be all right. So Gecko was nice enough to share the story with us. Um, there, uh, apparently, I did not go searching for them, but in the comments of that story, there were the shared uh, corroboration emails uh, from the brewery. 
but if you'd like to name and shame, it's your story, bro. Uh, if you don't want to name and shame and just say a local brewery, that's perfectly fine by me. Um, but you uh, tell us the story you found us. Yeah, I'm going to name and shame because you should fucking pay your employees or at least pay them what you say you're going to pay them. So it's Mobtown Brewery, which was is the closest brewery to my house. It was the closest brewery to Sam's house before he left the city of Baltimore. But they have they've paid back over $150,000 in lost wages to current employees, not former employees, who they fired the, the first person who brought it up and made up some bullshit. And so this was a Reddit post, um, you know, innocent until proven guilty, innocent until proven guilty. But the brewery has since admitted that they fucked up. Right. Uh, basically, they were promised a $15 an hour wage, uh, the the national or uh, the state's um, minimum wage now, uh, 15 bucks an hour, uh, plus tips, where tipped employees previously were only supposed to receive about $3.06 an hour, right. which we're both super familiar with oh, having God, yeah. come from the restaurant industry. Uh, they found out that they were using those tips to supplement the $15 an hour and not it wasn't plus the tips oh really um, yeah so not they brought legal. them up to 15 bucks an hour and then added tips on top of that pulling an old mario patelli correct and it was uh less than ideal obviously uh first employee as gecko said was fired for bringing it up and they found corroborating emails between the brewery and said employee and shared those um, so it's not a new problem. It's a problem they were aware of because they did come out and say that it was an accounting error uh, and an error on their part, and they're going to pay restitution to the employees they currently have. But apparently it's been going on since the inception, and no former employee has been paid a single penny in restitution for the wages that were stolen uh, that the owners pocketed the money for. So there's too much good local craft beer, so don't don't fucking buy Mobtown. <laughs> Which is a shame because they make good enough. beer. Hey, but it that that's fair enough. I mean, I have my um my opinions about a uh, a particular whiskey brand, and it's um you know fuck bullet. I will never ever buy yep. a bottle of bullet. If you mm -hmm. buy me a bottle of bullet, I, mean, I will pour it out in my drain. That's even um, worse than this. <clears throat> yeah, to be honest, just love your kids. Yeah, how, that's yeah, his how, own blood. How about, how about accept your daughter? Yeah, like, just, just love your kids. Yeah, your daughter's gay. It's fine. Yeah, don't worry about uh, it. Just just be a just be just be a dad. Average, yeah. average father don't yeah. you have to be a good father just, just be, a be a dad meh. well here's the thing i've father. said this i said this to you many times uh, you know people look at me and that actually know me not what you all see on the internet here as i drink from this mug that i am a good father <laughs> no i'm just a father right like this is what i'm supposed to do i don't want a fucking cookie for it right like i feel kind of uncomfortable on father's day like this is what i'm meant to be doing Right. Like, I don't, you know, it's like, oh, you want a cookie for doing your job? You know, like, I mean, this, this is the gig. Like, right. that's what you do. Yeah. Right. That's why we record at 10 o'clock. Because I mm -hmm. said, fuck you, I can't be here. Right. you got to take, care, take care of my kids. Yeah. Like, that's, that is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so just like, you know, like the first lady of bourbon, uh, uh, Miss Bullet, uh, who is, uh, should have been the heiress to the, the Bullet uh, house. Yeah, um, was essentially disowned by her father Hollis because yep. because she's uh, because she's a lesbian. But uh, which... Hollis is now married to her partner and doing great and working in consulting. And yeah. the entire industry has embraced her 
and kind of they should. Thomas can fuck himself. Isn't he yeah. also a racist on yeah. top of that yep. as well? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. There was probably, I didn't even know that. Uh, he is? I think I told you about this. Diageo had uh, then decided because this is Diageo, a I mean, monster corporation. Don't those things go hand in hand? They uh, decided no. to... Well, there's evidence. I, I guess. There could be questions because it was awesome. It was a first black female master blender. But this also screamed of Diageo going, we're going to brush this under the rug and do something positive, right? And then there was just racist shit all over their bulletin boards about the master blender to the point where she quit. And that's what it's just so it's like, just fuck, fuck bullet, just fuck bullet. And also fuck mob town. If you can't fucking pay your people, you know what? Monuments right around the corner from there. Go to monument. They make also, great beers. Yeah, yeah, and their, admin beer. Yes. yeah, buy their beer. Also, Mel, you know, I, I would venture to say that most racist people have searched for lesbian porn on their phone. So oh, they, yeah. don't, they don't go hand in hand. Yeah. Speaking of porn, we'll tease this for injury time. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, Lesbians are hot. We have uh, lesbians we, are super hot. Yes, yes they are. We, I happen 100%. to know yes. what the most searched porn term was from every state in 2023, and I'll tell you about it on injury. Did time. you find that seriously? Uh-huh. You had yeah. that queued up already? Yep. That was that. Listen, behind the fucking curtain, that was not part of the pre-production meeting. No, not at all. Or the pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-production meeting, which it is we... part of the pre-erection meeting. <laughs> hey, ah, goddamn right it is. Now it is. Bang. Spoil oh. alert. It's right before I get hard. Texas. <laughs> Creamy. What? Whatever their porn search is, number one term Texans search for. Creamy. It's got to be salsa in it. Too dumb to know the Thanks for joining us, boys and girls. Next up is going to be injury time, where we uh, apparently talk about uh, everybody's porn history search. Uh, Yes. Build that wall. (laughs) Break that wall. You know what I mean? The uterine wall, Sam. Heard. With my large white cock is what I'm saying. Okay. Very good. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about the beers we're drinking. And Gecko brought a cooler full of beer for us. (laughs) And uh, we check in on the Ibs, but I can already tell you the Ibs didn't play. So... And we'll also talk a little bit. Well, we can't talk about fantasy because there was no fantasy games to be played. Oh, there's fantasy games to be played. (laughs) That's why we're replacing it with porn searches. And... We're an hour 33 into this. And uh, for those of you still sticking with us live, we're going to take a brief break. Nobody's we're going to come back here. and do our sure EFL show. We're going to do our EFL show where we talk about the lower leagues. And since we got Gecko here, we're going to talk a ton about the championship. Uh, until next week, everybody. Hey, good night, guys. Cheers. Good night. Good night. I get the fucking last word. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smells of a lord, but straight and short. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hit the fucking new button!